Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler. It's Friday. It's time for us to hit the go button and start talking a little bit about structured data in WordPress. Today's episode is episode number 241. Let's go around the room real quick and get everyone introduced. Sarah, start us off. Tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, I'm Sarah Weefault. I'm the project manager at Zeke Interactive. Awesome. What about you, Russ? Uh, my name is Russ, and uh, I work at a company called Web Dev Studios, uh, doing development work. Sweet. And what about you, James? Tell us a little about yourself. Yeah, I'm the creative director and founder of Easily Amused. We're a full-service agency out of Orlando, Florida. Awesome, man. Well, we we have a we have a light show here. It looks like everybody thought it'd be a great idea to to do their uh, summer vacay and just go out and do fun stuff. So. This is, uh, this is the folks that we have laying around that we're like, yes, let's do this. Let's talk no, about stuff. Really? I didn't do anything special. We're not just laying around. <laughs> <laughs> we're the ones who work working. while everybody else is playing. Exactly. Uh, I'm actually a normal person, and I go on a holiday on the weekends. <laughs> nice. There you go. That's the way to do it. I don't take vacation <laughs> you know, on Friday. That's when you know we work. <laughs> well, today, today is my Saturday, so you know, it's it, fair point. That's it. So I, I, you know, I was, I was uh, talking with you folks um, earlier today about trying to figure out how we're going to kind of structure this, uh, this particular episode. And, you know, I, I have a project coming up where I'm actually going to have to come up with some really good ways of structuring my data in WordPress and being able to access it and also make it so that when folks are accessing that data that I can set restrictions on them. So some things are allowed to edit, some things are not allowed to edit. And it's really hard to kind of pull that stuff off when you're trying to use, uh, you know, something like uh, categories or a taxonomy or something to say, no, you're not allowed to use this only in this one specific uh, taxonomy or category. And so I wanted to kind of talk a little bit about this. And while we were discussing it, Sarah was saying she has a project she's working on where it has the same type of thing where it's like, you know, they need to structure their data a very specific way and be able to ingest data as needed. So I thought this would be a perfect topic for us to talk about. Well, I think it's cool to, to understand how WordPress works, right? And the, like you can see that like you can put everything into one bucket, but then as you start building, you know, uh, pages or categories, you can start getting super specific and drilling down like only the data you want to be shown here, you know, and like you can show it in different ways. And that's all just being set with a query, right? You're really just saying, like, get me all the posts and then filter out all the posts that meet this criteria and then show them on the page and make them look like this. That's all you're really doing. But how you set that data up, um, like, you could do that a million different ways. You can put all of your posts into just the, the, the posts, or you can create, you can be like me and create, you know, 200 different custom post types and stick everyone in their own bin, there's a million ways to do it, right? Yeah, and also kind of dealing with the the, the way in which it's going to be presented. Um, I always look over at the, um, at the template hierarchy as kind of a way to see how are these pages going to interact? How are we going to be able to do this? You know, I've worked on a project recently where I wanted to have a taxonomy have an archive page. <laughs> well, you know, there's, there's some things you can and some things you can't do, and there's some ways to hack around it. And um, you know that's that's kind of where it's like I should have thought about this way earlier than saying oh I'm going to base everything off of a you know a, a taxonomy. Well, one of the cool parts about things now with WordPress is like 
you know, we have a, um, you can make one archive page and you can say like for, you know, use this archive page for these post types, right? So instead of having to create, like, let's say you have 10 post types and having 10 templates, now you can just have one template for all those 10 and display them however you want. Things have gotten much easier. So having conversations like, you know, like what kind of buckets or content types do you need has gotten easier over, you know, like the last four or five years. Sarah, you gonna say something? Yeah, I was just gonna say, like, and and the the method you choose, I think, also has to take into account the kind of data and how much data you're going to be dealing with, because there there are some solutions, you know, like um, like advanced custom fields. That's you know one way that you can really customize a, a custom post type and and make everything the way that you want it. But if you're going to have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of records, it can get a little weird. Oh, it, like, it gets even worse, too, when you start adding specific data, right? So, like, let's just say you're going to do uh, a, sp a sports team, right? So you're going to have, like, the entire New York Yankees, and then you're going to have a post type for the players, and then you have all that player stats. That's a lot of data just for one player. Like, that gets crazy quick. So, like, you definitely need some kind of custom solution there. I think that's what you were getting at, right, Sarah? Um, well, I mean, other than just the, the method by which you choose. Yeah. Because, you know, because, I mean, even like, you know, you're dealing with a lot of data columns. Like, like, so think about your database the way that you would think about, like, a spreadsheet, really. You know, you've got a bunch of columns, and each one of those rows is one record. So, you know, depending on how much data you're dealing with, you could have a couple hundred columns, but the, I, I know my cat is ridiculous. I love um, it. I love it. But um, it's like a show within a show. I love it. Yeah, nobody told him he's a cat, and he shouldn't care about any of this. Um, and for those of you who are just listening, I just have a cat on my shoulder who I, I don't even know what his deal is. But, uh, where was I? Okay, so when you start dealing with millions of rows. Um, that that can um, have a lot of performance implications on your site. I mean, there there's there's definitely a lot of structure, and like when whether you're using posts or pages or a custom post type, all that gets put into the same um, database table, right? It goes into like WP Post and WP Post Meta. So that's one of those things too, like. Do you need to create your own tables to you know keep your data separate? Like Easy Digital Downloads does that, WooCommerce does that, just so you don't get those you know th those um, those conflicts or you know you don't have unnecessary data pulling from where you need to. Structure is kind of important, and uh, I'm kind of impressed the way that e-commerce does it. Even though I hate you know adding seven tables to my database just to install WooCommerce, but I get why you have to do it. I understand. Yeah, and and that and that actually brings up a lot of other good points too. Like when when you're thinking about how to structure all of this data, you also have to think about the manner by which you're going to need to access this data later. Because if you're just you know displaying it on a page and it's fine, like using the post table is probably okay. But the problem with the post table, um, or maybe it's not the post table. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm a project manager. I don't develop anymore. Um, is that it's not indexed. Right. Yeah. Which means that um, when you go to try and search, 
it's you're gonna have a bad time. You're gonna you're gonna have to get super specific when you start like trying to search or when you're trying to like especially if you're gonna let people like loosely search right like if somebody's not like drilling down and, and saying like I want to search for the word Sacramento but you just want to have like short searches it's gonna start getting crazy quick you know like a, a lot of searching and a lot of anytime you do a query right like you're searching your entire database to like return the items that fit this and then if you do another query on top of that to say all right like, give me all the posts that are in a category that are published but on this date but they have a featured image like that just is you know drilling and doing all that crazy search and that's all stuff related to how you structure your data you can actually speed that process up by structuring it in a certain way and i mean i think e-commerce is one of the solutions where when you look at how they have things structured and you look at like how quick edd can roll you know i i think it's one of those things where you look at how they're structuring it and why they're doing it that way. And I think if you look at your post types and you set them up the same way, you can scale WordPress quickly. And I think that's what, I think that's how database structure comes together, right? Is saying, how do we improve, but have, and, and, and scale WordPress at the same time. James, how do you guys approach a project when it comes to, you know, building out what those structures are going to be like within, within WordPress? Well, I think we probably all do the same type of thing, uh, but we start with a, a whole planning process to figure out everything they need. And we're going to kind of not worry about the cost, and we're not worrying about how it's going to be developed. We're worried about what the goals are and what they need to accomplish. And by that conversation, it's like, oh, what you're telling me is you probably need a job board, or you probably need a way to showcase a, uh, some type of directory. And then you look at those requirements and think, how many people need to be messing with that stuff? Uh, is it something that's updated once a year? Is it something that is updated every week? And then you kind of prioritize those. And then before we start anything, you know, we took a look at the notes, we create a, um, a whole you know scope of work, and we review that with the client and figure out what's most important. And then we take those, and those turn into like a development doc and say, okay, we need three custom post types. We need one of them to be hierarchical. We need the other two to be, you know, like normal. And then we sort of just hand that off uh, and that's uh we work very agile as well so we want to make sure that we understand what we're doing but we're never really locked in 100 percent. we want to make sure that it fits the project and just because we defined something earlier if it changes scope we want to be able to adjust uh and the last thing i'll say about this uh, a lot of the planning is really so you don't have to rename your post types because if you rename your post types Without doing some database searches, even though all your stuff's still there, it's not going to show up anymore. So you want to make sure that you know what you're doing, you have a good foundation, so you don't um, waste hours of data entry just fixing something because you decided uh, you wanted to change from jobs to careers or something. Yeah, and that and splitting stuff out of a, um, a custom post type into multiple post types based on like a taxonomy or something like that. Um, makes it really difficult too. I mean, that's just at that point you're just thinking, why did we build this thing this way? And hopefully, our next project we won't build it this way. <laughs> Do you guys remember the time before custom post types, and you had to like, okay, if you check these two categories, this will show up on the homepage, and you yeah. had to like do all these crazy rules to make this work before it was feasible. 
Yeah, and that's when you had to write like a paragraph worth of of, of comments um, around all of those things, just to just to really make sure. Okay, this is how we did it. And this is why we did it. Now we can look at it and go, oh, you defined a bunch of custom post types, and luckily, hopefully, you defined them all in the same file, so it's nice and easy to find. Like, okay, they're all defined. Okay, I understand now. We're probably building this and that. Oh, I see. We have a few of these things tied together. I can see how this works. That's when you start getting into like uh, like doing things like post to post and doing all these other weird ways of kind of tying these pieces together. Uh, can any of you guys kind of talk into how you've you've looked into kind of making all those work where you you have two post types that need to kind of interact with each other? So what is that plugin that Rachel, it's Rachel Cherry now, right? Yeah. I know it's Rachel Cardin or, yep. or whoever it is, but it, it, it's CPT Tonomies or something? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember her telling us about that. Um, which is basically a way to like start building relationships, right? Like you can actually say like, hey, this taxonomy and this taxonomy together work this way or, you know, you can say get, you know, the the taxonomies from this post type and assign it to this other one and like, you know, you can marry things together. Um, doing that, so I, I have a, uh, a small app that I've been building for like the last two years, which is basically um, all around racing, like, like auto racing and stuff. And so I'm doing that currently, which is like, okay, I have all my, like all my NASCAR drivers and I need to associate all those drivers with the NASCAR team. So I'm using that that plugin to say all of these match here or all these match here, and I can assign you know all these drivers to a taxonomy called Chevy. So now you can see all the drivers that drive a Chevy on the track and that drive you know in this series and you know that do this. And it's just it's building those relationships. That that plugin is a time saver. I will definitely tell you that. Yeah, that's a, a CTP Onomies. Yeah, it's, stuff. yeah it, it's interesting that any custom post type can be a parent or a child, a single of another custom post type, if you yeah. have it set up correctly. And it, it, when the first time I did that, it blew my mind. I was like, whoa, I'm not walked into this silo? And yeah, I mean, for like, for instance, for water cooler, which, you know, I, I do a bunch of tinkering on that, on that site. Um, that site has a... Uh, an events calendar that allows people to be able to kind of sign up for these particular shows. And then there's shows that happen that's its own custom post type. So those two custom post types are, are tied together using that uh, CPT Onomies uh, plugin to kind of make that all work. I mean, it, it's it's really marrying that data up. And, and that plugin allows you to build things out quicker than, than normally you would, right? Because like normally what you'd have to do is like you'd have to put a link on each in, uh, on each single page to, to let people know like, hey, these two are together. But now you can just say like whenever you click on this, you know, archive show, you know, these post types and everything is there. Um, that, that structure alone uh, has helped, you know, I think a lot of news websites. Yeah. You know, uh, um, especially things where it's like, okay, this is breaking news, but this is also breaking sports news. So let's put this in the same category, and all you do is check check a couple boxes. I mean, that's that's pretty sweet, you know. And going back to your racing um, uh, analogy, you're saying there is that is that you you can have a bunch of races, which would be its own custom post type, and a bunch of racers, <laughs> and those two would end up 
talking to each other because a racer would go to a race and you'd have multiple racers at a race. So, so, so the way I have it set up now is, is okay. You have, um, you, you have teams, right? So the, like there's drivers that drive for like one owner or whatever. So I have those, I have the teams and then the drivers, and then I have, um, the, the make of the car that they drive. So like it's a Chevy, a Ford or a Toyota. So I have those, those are all together. And then I say, okay, like this driver, this team, and this car are in this series because there's multiple racing series. And then this series races on these tracks. And so this way, like everything is all together, right? That yeah. way you can see, okay, Kyle Busch drives for Joe Gibbs, which is a Toyota, and he's in the Sprint Cup series, which races on Fontana and all these other things. And, and it, it's all like linked together. Whenever I tell people when they're building these building sites or wanting to learn how to get this stuff to work is to find a project like you just described, Russ. Find a project that's like, I'm, I am I know this stuff really deep and I can really kind of explain to myself, here's how I need all these pieces to work. Go build a fake website of, you know, how I'm going to get this thing to talk to each other and then kind of go from there. I mean, you can do this with musicians and music and genres of music and you know, uh, guests that were on an album that were also on a song. I mean, you could go nuts if you wanted to kind of build oh, up taxonomies and all of that. Like, I just want to build a website where it, like, I want to call it featuring. And so it's just like, you know how like you have like Big Sean featuring and it has like all these other artists. And right. I think that that would be a perfect uh, uh, use case of why you should use that uh, CPT onomies is just because you have this song featuring and you have all these other rappers in this like other post type. Oh my God. Like I couldn't find a, a better use case than, than that alone. Yeah, getting those two to, to kind of connect to each other, which means that those, each of those CPTs that are those custom post types that are there exist by themselves, but you can now have those two both kind of interact with each other. Well, it, it, it's no longer like, okay, I need to build a custom template and, you know, like query for this post type at the top and then query for this other post type at, 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 the, at, at the bottom and then like, you know, kind of somehow marketing-wise verbiagely make it look like that they're, they're pulling from the same place, you know. Like now you can kind of do that in one shot. Um, it's actually interesting. I was talking to somebody the other day. They were trying to build... Um, they were trying to use post types um, as molecules. Okay. So, so, like, think of it like this, right? Like, you have a post type called posts, and then you have a post type called sports, right? So, two sports and one post equals, like, hydrogen. And then you have two posts and one sports equals oxygen. So, like, or, or uh, um, yeah, oxygen. So, like, to make water, you would combine those two. And, like, they were thinking about, like, doing that, because, like, you look at, you know, magazine themes, right? And, and a magazine theme, you have your, your featured post or your slider at the top with, like, your breaking news. But then you have li little categories, right, called, like, sports. Then, you, you know, you have news and whatever. Well, like, what if you could blend different post types to, um, together? So instead of having to, like, separate them or, or segregate them, you could say, like, on this page, we'll call it this, and let's get these five different post types and, and display them in such a way. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. And, you know, and, like, if, if you start breaking post types up individually, you can start doing some real cool stuff. You know, because, like, yeah. I, I want to start messing around with Jetpack. You know how Jetpack shows you, um, like, related posts or, you know, 
other readers who read this also might like, I would like to start manipulating that because, you know, it kind of pulls from the same post table or it kind of pulls from like, you know, based on the same taxonomy or whatever. I would like to like blow that out of the water and like start using something like CPT onomies to say, no, 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 you might like this other thing and it's not related at all, but it's pretty popular right now. Right. So Sarah, that, that project that we were talking about um, with, with you um, at work, how, how are those pieces kind of tying together? Well, it's, it, it, it's more of a question of like, I mean, one way that we could approach it is just to make a giant form. You know, whether that's the gravity forms or WP forms or whatever solution we would use. Um, and then just throw everything in there. Right. But, but with this particular use case, um, you know, it's it's the sort of thing where things are going to come in uh, in bits and pieces. You know, so having one form to fill up may not be the solution. Right. Uh, but then the other question becomes, well, how does the data need to be exported? Like, does everything need to get exported into one CSV? So then trying to structure the data around, you know, structuring the data around workflow, but then mm -hmm. also trying to structure it around the way that the export needs to happen. Or, or even including that data into like like the uh, the the REST API or into like a JSON file, like even including that, like I think it's important. Like how it, how are we going to interact with this, right? Not only are, how is WordPress going to interact with it, but how to like if you're allowing guest posts for people to post to this taxonomy, like if you have a hundred taxonomy or I'm sorry, a hundred post types, that's a hundred gravity forms, right? But like that would be a lot of work, and like. <laughs> Then you'd have to have a drop down, like what kind of post do you want, and that drop down would get huge. So, yeah, like structuring that all out gets more difficult by the the quantity of post types you have. Yeah, when your conditional logic needs conditional logic to figure out which conditional logic to to use, that's when it gets scary, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I wrote. I spent two days this week just writing blog posts explaining what the inputs were on. Uh, custom post type gravity forms for user submitted content for this. It's like, okay, let's make it clear. Let's make it like, let's make it super obvious what all these inputs do so people can help fill that out. But that was just for two forms, you know, building that out and the supporting data. I mean, that was at least 16 hours worth of work to do it, you know, to make sure there's no mistakes. I have a thing on my website where I can allow anybody to, so I, I have a post type called band names. I think of like funny band names all the time. And so I actually have a gravity form to where somebody can submit a band name um, and it will map that, that entry to a, uh, a blog and it's set to um, a draft. That way I have to you know, approve it before it goes live or whatever. But right. you know, that took me two minutes to set up. But then I also built this thing for a mortgage company to where you use a gravity form to enter a, a loan submission and you know uh, a mortgage loan has a plethora of fields. So setting that up was kind of a nightmare. Um, it's a lot of data to think about, you know. Yeah. And then when you forget something, trying to say like, "Oh, we need to insert that here," you almost have to rebuild from scratch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like my, you know, my the thing that kind of made me think a little bit about this was more. Or along the lines of what are the limitations within WordPress that I want to 
I need to be able to kind of work with because I don't have a whole lot of time to build out some of these things. And I need to be able to have roles that will actually allow me to say, this person's allowed to post to this custom post type and this person's not allowed. Sometimes the, 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 the things that you're building are definitely related to just the limitations of what's built in you know, by default. And if you don't have the time or the resources to be able to do full, full custom custom, then you gotta kind of have to figure out how can you do this with what things already exist. It's one of those things too, where like now there's enough plugins out there to where you can create a custom post type with you know filling out a simple form, and it creates that, and then you can use a plugin like you know uh, user role editor or something to say like this user can do this. Like yep. you can put those together quickly enough, but like even then, what if that's overkill, right? Like maybe you just need one simple solution. You don't want to install this plugin, you know, because you want to do this one thing. I think that's what you're getting at, right? Like, how do you do it the way you want to do it, but without overbloating or, or using a plugin for one feature? Yeah, it, well that, and you have to think about it um, from the from the uh, the way in which things are going to be displayed after the fact. Is it, and not even just the like presentation on the website, but also like an RSS feed. Let's say you want to have all these things all go into one RSS feed at some point. So now everybody can subscribe to all the things that happen in there. So that's why you have to look at this when you're drawing these things out. And I think this kind of kind of sums up the the way that we're looking at this um, approaches is that you need to draw it from the, I'm going to input stuff a certain way. I'm going to manipulate the data in a certain way. I'm going to be able to present it in these 10 different ways. It could be an app. It could be, it could be a website. It could be RSS feed. It could be being pulled in from another website. It could be a JSON feed. There's all different ways to, to look at this stuff. And so you really need to think about how you're going to approach this project and how these things are going to be displayed and manipulated. Th that's actually why I give like a lot of websites like MSNBC credit, like even though they're, you know, however you feel about their news source, um, like that website alone, just to be able to, to display this post about whatever, you know, goes through a huge check just to be able to, to make that post a reality. So, I mean, like it's crazy to think about how big some websites are and like how many hours of planning went in just to do that. You know, it's it's insane. Yep. Or that or how many legal departments did it have to pass through to get published? We haven't even gotten to legal. <laughs> like, listen, this is what I want to do. And it's like, well, you know, let's just talk ethics. Once you get past ethics, you know, then we can get to legal. I mean, you know, this is just, you know, part one of three of, of just setup. Right, structured data. Structured data is not hard, you know. Right. Um, it, it can be hard, but you know, if you if you think about this stuff and you're not trying to build on the fly, um, and a lot of the times when I'm building something just for fun, obviously you're just building on the fly, and you're like, what's going to happen if I throw these twelve plugins at it? Oh no, everything's using the same whatever, and ah, why am I doing this? You know. I've actually done that a few times where like, like when I first started building like like this nat this racing thing that I've been I was like okay I'm just going to do custom post types I'm just going to link them to each other and then after like the fifth driver I was like this is stupid there's got to be a better way <laughs> <laughs> Well and I I'd imagine on on that particular site or sites like that is that you don't want to spend the time putting all the data in and you'd love it if you could just find a place that already has that data in some type of structured way 
so that you can just ingest it and throw it in into the site. So if there's some place that has an RSS feed or a JSON feed or something that you can pull in and says, give me a list of all the drivers that are for the season and drop them in there and then say, give me a list of all the tracks that are here and throw them in there and then give me a list of all of the series that are there, throw all those in there. Yeah. Yeah, like that would be that would be the ideal thing because there's no way you want to sit there and rebuild something that, you know, some big, huge news outlets already built. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, cool. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we were able to kind of sit down and, and talk a little bit about the structured data stuff. You know, we, we always try to do like a who, what, when, why, where, and how when we're doing these things. And I try to make sure we hit most of those W's and H's. And if we, you know, if we hit them, then that's great. I know that we, you know, we had a, we didn't really have a question to this. It was more along the lines of, you know, you have structured data in your WordPress site. It could just be posts. It could just be pages. And that's structure enough, especially you're doing hierarchies and you're doing all these sorts of things. But when you really get into like building something out of WordPress that's not just a blog site, that's when you need to start thinking, okay, how am I going to build this structured data and what way what way are you going to do it? So hopefully this maybe kind of got you to think a little bit about this stuff versus just like, oh yeah. I'm just gonna throw a bunch of plugins in there and see what you know. See what happens. All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Go over to our website at wpwatercore.com. You can click on the links there to subscribe. If you enjoyed this stuff, hit the little thumbs up button on whatever it is that you're listening to or watching us on. And lastly, um, I just want to let you know that our RSS feeds for our podcast have been down. Um, SoundCloud's actually going out of business supposedly, so we're gonna be uh, moving a whole bunch of stuff around. So. Just letting you know, and um, and also you need to find some new place to listen to really cool indie stuff because the SoundCloud does go down. I hate to say it, but it's going to suck. All right, folks, that's it. Talk to you all later. Bye-bye.